This episode of Not A Bad Effort with Darren Ambrose contains some mild swear words which some listeners may find offensive. They used to have ashtrays in the tunnel before you walked out. Will he ever give your feet a rub? Only me. If you could have a, a, a bust of a manager on your... <laughs> on your, <laughs> your pardon? You know, I remember Titus Bramble had like a BMW convertible. Yeah, we got relegated the next day. We got relegated. Hello and welcome to Not A Bad Effort with me, Darren Ambrose. And alongside me, as always, uh, we've got Joe Carter and the resident quiz master, the producer, Hugo Butler. Hello, hello. They're lovely. What a lovely intro that was. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Right, okay. I picked him up a little no, bit. I thought I should have yeah. picked you up a little bit there. Well, we can but... do it again if you want. Yeah. No, come on. Let's okay. get scratched I was going to say, you got there in the end. I was yeah. quiz master at the start. I feel like I'm a bit more than that. but Yeah, you, producer well, technically we've, we've just we're, we're running a bit late today because yeah. you're doing your quiz nothing to do with me turning up late but you're, you've been <laughs> doing your quiz so i thought i'd u- utilize that brilliant Fair right enough. so do you, do you boys know what we're talking about today hell yeah yes managers yes i've not had time to prep this. oh don't worry i've prepped i've Good. prepped okay so before we get on to the subject of managers yep. it'd be rude not to do a quick lego update wouldn't it so any any new uh, additions to the collection, Ambrose? I have a lot of addition, new additions, yes. Not mine. They are my son's. It was his sixth birthday uh, last Friday. Oh, happy birthday. So he has um, a Batman head that he hasn't he hasn't built yet. <laughs> and he With has, the mask? Or uh, yes. Just yeah. Bruce Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just an image of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, and yes, he has seven mini cars. So they're Ooh. not the big Ooh. cars. You can get some big Ferraris, Lamborghinis. He's yep. got mini cars because I've got a, a shelf in the, in the unit that will house all the mini cars. So he's got oh. seven of those to do. What uh, sort of he, cars are in there? Mini uh, Coopers? Uh, a Lotus. Nice. Um, there's Lamborghinis, Ferraris. Nice. There's the 007 James Bond Aston Martin. Oh. I mean, they're, if, if I'm saying they're, you probably do about six inches in terms of size. Um, we all know what that is. But, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, six inches, yeah, about yeah. the size of your hand. You know? Brilliant. Yeah. 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 Thumb to your uh, index finger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's anyway, right. But no, no, uh, no more for me yet. Uh, I've got my eye on a few things. Has your boy got his own section on the wall then? Uh, no. No. And if they're built, if they're not built too well or built wrong, we've got another <laughs> um, kind of a secondary unit in another wow. room <laughs> that they all go on there. You've got a bench. Yeah, and eventually they'll go up to his room because my two boys share at the moment. One's 11, one's six. So they're, they're going to separate soon. One's going to go to his own room. So he'll have the unit in, in his room. Oh, but, wow. Lovely. Got my eye on a few things, so watch this space. And have you, yeah, have you got your eye on something next? next yes, I've top got model? my eye on the limited edition um, Hogwarts Express train. Oh, it's incredible. Now we're talking. I'd say it's about a meter long. It's, Do you get a bit of track with it? Or? Yeah, you get you it. It sits on a track. If, if you get a chance to have a look at it, it's insane. I've literally just walked past the Lego shop in Stratford. And I was like, oh, I'd That's why you were late, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, went in, I went in there for two hours. If you don't mind there. me asking, what's the uh, RRP on the uh, Hogwarts I think Express? that is around £409, I think. four four nine ninety nine. Yeah, I think. And there's another one, um, Black Panther. And he's doing the Wakanda Forever sign. It's insane. Nice. If you could have any football manager, seeing as we're talking managers, if you could have a, a, a bust of a manager... On your, on your, <laughs> your pardon. On your, you know, a butt, you know, like a head and shoulders. 
You know, like oh, I know what a bust statues. is. Yeah. That's yeah. called a bust. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Okay. But if you could have like a bust of any football manager. <laughs> I didn't know that either, no, to be I... fair. <laughs> Every day's a school day. Every day's a lesson. Minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't Google bust. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so any any manager that um, you've played under or not played so under. Bobby Robson, for sure. Yeah. And I think you could they, they could create a decent Lego bust of Sir Bobby Robson, of course. I'm yeah. sure they Good could. use of the word bust there. Thank you. So it's going would, it, would it be wearing a black and white scarf? Absolutely. No, a tie. tie I'd go yeah. a black and white tie with like the suit, white Ooh. shirt, and yeah, you go down to about the shoulders. Whereabouts would that go on your on your Lego wall? In the middle, right in the middle? Pride and place. Top. Yeah, pride and place. Pride and place. Absolutely, yeah. Beautiful. A little picture of me and him underneath it. Oh, it's a bit is, romantic, this, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> 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 is, uh, is Bobby Robson the favourite manager that you've ever played for? Yes. Yeah. Yep, so Bobby Robson, my all-time favourite, closely followed by Mr. Neil Warnock. Okay, interesting. Well, they're both going to come up a bit later in the pod. I just wanted to ask a couple of like really general questions to start off with. Generally speaking, if you could sum up every football manager yeah. with one word, what, what's like the common theme that brings all managers together? Wow. Wow. Hugo, you're going to help me out here? <laughs> what, have you got one in mind? No, I haven't. I just thought it would just be interesting. Uh, from... Leader? Leader, yeah. yeah okay. Leadership. So that's a key like a key thing, isn't it? To be a good leader. Yeah, man, yeah. man management. I mean, that's two words. Well, but... <laughs> were your two favourites, did, did they have great leadership skills? Is that one oh, of the absolutely. reasons they were your favourites? Absolutely. I've had a few that didn't really have good leadership skills. Great coaches. Yeah. We'll talk about those as well. But the two I mentioned incredible leaders incredible man managers and obviously i i managed to play under Sir robson one of the all-time if not the greatest english manager in my opinion uh to come out of the game and neil warnock who is just a ridiculous character and to, <laughs> to manage over the, the amount of games he did you know it's, it's just a privilege to play under uh, managers like that yeah extremely experienced Neil Warnock isn't he yeah, I actually I met him the other day did you uh, oh, lovely he was here, guy wasn't he? yeah he was yeah he was he was here at the studio I told a story use. about him on air the other day um and then for some reason they they asked him that he was on in the morning and they asked him on the breakfast show they didn't say that oh Darren Ambrose had said had told this story they it was like they was trying to stitch me up <laughs> and I'm thinking it, and when I was listening to it I was thinking if he says no now, yeah, it didn't yeah. happen, I'm going to look a right fool. But he <laughs> confirmed it 100%. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Can you just repeat that story very briefly? Because that was hilarious. Yes, I, I will. It. We um, It was 2009-2010, I believe. We was playing a game against Wolves in the FA Cup. And um, we drew against Wolves at Molyneux, 2 all. We got them back to Sellers Park. And... Um, he he came up and it was a quick team talk that that he had. He called us into to the the meeting room and he said, right, um, my wife Sharon, her name, um, she's had a dream last night, uh, and we was all thinking, hold on a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> said she, her dream was my right back scores the winning goal today, so he said, Danny Butterfield, you're playing right back tonight, and we was all like, yeah, that was the reaction we gave. Yeah. We, we was you meant up front. Yeah, sorry, Daniel, <laughs> who was who was our right back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're playing up front, um, and he was he was like a fringe right back, I, I believe. He he was in and out. He played a lot of games that season, but Nathaniel Klein, who was coming through the ranks as well, he of was course, involved yeah. a lot. And at that particular moment, I believe Klein he was playing, so he wasn't even in the team. But I'm, I'm honestly, I'm standing in the centre circle, and I'm I'm about to take centre with Danny Butterfield, I'm even looking over to the gaffer going, gaffer, like, surely this is a joke. Like, put him back to right back. This is this is outrageous. And then um, 
lo and behold, he scored a six, I think it was a six and a half minute hat trick. Perfect. Yeah, unbelievable. Right, left header. And honestly, it was insane. And he had some unique team talks, Neil Warnock, but this one, imagine. obviously, obviously he got right. Or Sharon got right, <laughs> and uh, after that, every every time we came in, all the fringe players was going, "Has uh, Sharon had a dream last night? Like, am I in the team? Am I playing up front?" But he never done that again. Never done it. I again. just can't imagine what the crowd were thinking when he's taking the centre with you. They must be like, "What is if you, happening?" If you here? look up his career statistics, Danny Butterfield, and it shows however many games he, he played say 500 games I yeah. don't know the figure it'll say uh, 380 games at right back 100 at left back it's got one up front goals free <laughs> it's incredible. that is incredible it was, it was good goals as well by the way and we won we won we ended up going through tactical genius he could have been an England international maybe he was just in now. a wrong position his whole time we should do a pod like that actually a team an England team full of right backs we'll do that one day yeah okay we'll yeah. get them all on I think we can do yeah. that yeah yeah Tactical genius there from Warnock. Absolutely. I heard a funny thing about Warnock. The other, well, I heard a few funny things about uh, Warnock the other day. Sherry and raw eggs. Does that mean anything to you? No. So apparently, <laughs> this, he hasn't apparently he come up with this thing. Uh, I can't remember who told him about it, but it was just having sherry and raw eggs as like an energy drink. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Before Sh- a game. Sherry. Like sherry and raw eggs. The raw eggs thing, you can kind of see the protein. <laughs> Obviously, you see it in Rocky Balboa films. My yeah. dad actually used to do it. He used to bodybuild. My dad used to drink raw eggs. Really? Like, just crack them and wow. drink them. So that's kind of... But to have sherry with it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just his own spin on it What's or that? something. Get pissed and then drink <laughs> the raw eggs. I know there's a lot of rumours that Jamie Vardy doesn't mind a little tipple before a game, but I don't know how true that is. But yeah, he has a, I, I he just has don't know how support, that affects you. He? Well, he looks like he's hyper on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he probably does affect I him. think it's Jaeger bombs, but do you reckon a little a little shot before coming on, do you think that would help? Or do you think that would uh, could go one or two ways, I think? I don't really know, to be honest. I did it once. Not not alcoholic, though. I did um, Red Bull. I, the coffee doesn't bother me at all. We, I, I even did, I was with Andy Goldstein on drive, and I did a, um, a challenge after every break, have an espresso. And was this on air? It was on air, yeah. Oh, okay. And it was it turned it worked out it was going to be about sixteen shots of espresso or something like that. And I'd already what? had I'd already had a large mocha with an extra shot in there as well. So I'd already had like five, four or five shots. We got halfway through, and the producer came in and said, um, "We've got to stop doing this." Like, <laughs> not not because I don't think you can do it, yeah, but obviously yeah. there's safety of the listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've we got to stop doing it. So I weren't allowed to carry on. Oh, but saying that, I I used to like drinking Red Bull and having is it Pro Plus? Oh yeah, Pro yeah, Plus yeah, Pro Plus energy tablets before I went out onto the pitch. But one day I just thought, oh, I felt good. It was boiling hot outside as well. So I think I had four Pro Plus, and then I had three. Red Bulls, and I had two gel shots. They do the gel shots. Bloody hell. And about 10 minutes into the game, I had to sit on the edge. I had to sit on the sideline on one of the, you know, the big skips, big silver skips, and we keep the kits in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to sit down because I, I felt I was going to pass out. And Dougie Freeman, the manager, was like, Are you all right? Do you need to come off? I was like, Just give me a little, oh, while. My... give me some water or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a great 10 minutes, though? Were you running no, around terrible. like a madman? I was terrible. And Yellow card in that on, game, by any terrible. chance? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably was, yeah. But no, it was, uh, I've never done it alcoholic. But quick one about Warnock as well. I know we'll go on to other managers, but. He's a qualified tropodist. I don't know if you know this. I was actually about to say that next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad you were as well because I wanted to bring it up. And we, Did he ever give your feet a rub? Only me. 
I mean, oh, I sat at Harry Enfield now. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. Now, what happens, we had a qualified shopperist come in, a, a lady, and everyone used to put their names on the list, and you'd look, there'd be 15 people on the list. You'd say, right, I'm 10th, I'll come back in an hour, or whatever it may be. <laughs> he'd come in, he'd scribble my name off the list every time, and then he'd, he'd put another <laughs> list and have just me there, and then he'd come in, a little white coat on, Honest, uh, honest uh, to what, God. Can you describe this? Are we? Is there candles out? Like, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> a bed. A bed. Well, it just sounds very romantic. An exaggerating version of that. Yes, okay. if you talk to the other lads, yeah, it would be like <laughs> yeah. that. But um, yeah, next to the the physio's bed was another physio's bed. He'd put oh, me down okay. over his little white coat, little round glasses that he had on the edge of his um his nose with his case and opened up all his <laughs> tools and equipment. Tools. Oh, yeah, all his tools. And <laughs> what's he, what's oh, no. he got in there? So he's bloody good as well. Really? Oh, he was really good. And so, sometimes when when he didn't do my, I was a bit gutted. I was like, oh, I'd rather him do it. <laughs> Same pair of hands. Yeah, she's mashing up my feet. He's he's really good. So <laughs> I used to say, oh, I'm going to get my feet done today, Gaffer. Is that all right? But yeah, he would never let anyone anyone else touch my feet, which was brilliant. well, he was he was a he was a big fan of yours, wasn't he? And yeah, it was. You know, on a more serious note, maybe it was trying to create that special bond between yeah. manager and player, make you feel a bit more special. I, I think and... so. I come off of the back of Cholton, with, I think we've discussed this, where I didn't have a great final year. He rung me up the day after the season and said, come and sign for me. Ben Watson's just left. You're going to be my main man. You're going to you're going to play every game. You're fit. You're going to take everything, uh, barring goal kicks. You're going yeah, to take including everything. pro plus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> including pro plus. And then um, I'll rub your feet. Was it, did he mention that? He didn't at the no, time. No, that no. was uh, it. Would have been a deal breaker probably, <laughs> to be honest. But no, it, it, and I've I've heard the same story about Adele Tarap when he was at QPR that he basically said, look, if if you play shit, you're playing next game. If you play shit, then you're that playing next game. That must be so nice to and know it, that. It did. The, the first time I played under Neil Warnock, I'd come from Cholton where I had Kerbishley, Alan Pardew, then Phil Parkinson, who was the first team coach, come up to the manager, Ian Dowie in among that as well. And I had to track the fullback. You, you see wide players track the fullback. That yeah. was the, a, a big job of the, the wide man. So the first game, I'm, I'm running, I'm tracking the fullback and I'm hearing him scream at me, Neil Warnock. And... Anyone that has heard or seen Neil Warnock knows he's got a hell of a voice on him. Yeah. So he's screaming. I'm so making me go faster and faster. I tracked him all the way. I slid and blocked the cross. And he's still going mad. He's called me over. And honestly, he gave me a bollocking, really. Saying he, <laughs> he don't want me to track. He doesn't want me tracking back. He says, you just stay upfield. If the fullback runs off you, that's Sean Derry's job. That's Johnny Ertle's job. That's Neil Danz's job. Let That's them so go good. out and because that, cool, that gives them something to do. Yeah. And even after the game, he called Sean Derry into the office and me. And Deza was saying the same thing. Like, yeah, that gives me something to do. I want to go and smash the fullback. So you just stay up front, up top, where we know you can do what you do. That must do. be and a dream situation That for you. was insane. So you're not someone who was ever afraid of having like a long shot or something like that. Yeah. But if you're managed like that and you're told you're playing every game does that make you less afraid to try things as well have a long shot try absolutely because I, you know if you make a mistake you're going to be fine you can try these things you can yep. try someone a bit outrageous yep. I, I mean I played every game I played 53 games that season even when I was injured I told you about the shoulder injury he still started me in that game even though I had to come off because I was struggling I was sick one, ta one time in <laughs> Sheffield Sheffield we was playing Sheffield United he was so desperate for, for me to play because well, I was the best player, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there. But he was so desperate. He he went out in the morning and bought me them LucasAid tablets. You know the LucasAid tablets <laughs> oh, yeah, those that, that gives you energy? And he, he bought me those like because it's Sheffield. He knew everywhere around, yeah, so yeah. he went and got me some. But I started, couldn't make it. But yeah, 
I mean, I had my best season of my career under Neil Warnock. I scored 20 goals from midfield and that was the reason why I got six in six consecutive games. Just to have a manager and that trust in you. When I left or when he left, I obviously tried to sign for him at QPR. It didn't quite work out. But every other manager after that didn't live up to, to Neil Warnock. Even yeah. Paul Hart come in immediately. He was going to drop me um, in the season. We, we stayed up last game of the season. He was going to drop me. He even called Sean Derry the captain in, and I'm waffling a little bit, but he, sh he called him in and said, he's not playing for me. He's not playing for me like he plays for Neil Warnock. I had a couple of poor games, a couple of quiet <laughs> yeah. games. And Deza basically said, look, don't drop him. Don't yeah. take him out of the team because he can come up with something. And I, I obviously, I thank Deza to that day because the last game of the season, we obviously stayed in the division I scored in that game to keep us up. So... It was down to Deza, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, nice one. Deza's, Deza. Deza's one of my favourite yeah. managers, actually. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, obviously, there's that documentary about Neil Warnock. I think nowadays you have all these fly on the wall behind the scenes that Man City have done it, Dortmund have done it, Arsenal yeah. have done it. But they did one at Sheffield United with Neil Warnock. Is he exactly how you see on that documentary? He just seems so like transparent and like unapologetically himself, just this northern man who just loves football. Yep, it is exactly him and more. Yeah. He is for me such a lovable guy. Yeah. Like I I'd run through brick walls for him because he was <laughs> incredible. And everyone who hasn't played for him or every supporter that hasn't been a supporter of the team he's managed hate him. All the officials hate him. But now he's left the game. Everyone can. Everyone's got this mutual respect for him, and you know, to play under him and for him to, you know, he used to call me his own son. He'd say <laughs> I, he's my son. If it, was, if it was raining, he'd have an umbrella, and he'd call me over from training. I'd stand under the umbrella with him. Like, everyone <laughs> else is getting soaked. I'm under the umbrella. Well, Lads used man. to hate him. Batter that me is over. amazing. But, you know, he's such a like I said, such a lovable guy yeah, in football. Yeah. Like, I was glad to have uh, that I got to play under him. And, you know, the first thing I'd done when he retired is, is message him and, and say congratulations on such a good career. And, you know, how gutted I was that I didn't get to play under him again because I, I, I really was. So we've talked about um, some of your stories, some of your favourite times with your favourite managers yep. Neil Warnock in yep. particular for sure <laughs> um, so we're going to have a bit of fun here we've got a few hypothetical situations and scenarios okay. and we're going to ask you what manager you'd put in these scenarios so for example the first one would be what manager would you love to go for a night out with and this doesn't necessarily have to be managers you've played under you might just know them you might have heard things so we're just going to go through a few situations and you can pick a manager Oh, so that that's the first that question, can be yeah. the first one which manager you're going on a night out you're going on a big celebration a birthday who are you taking with you okay you're getting manager. involved in this as well <laughs> yeah we'll get involved yeah go on you know what Sean Dyche yeah yeah I've heard good things about Deitch on a night out. I just uh, watch, just watching his press conferences, the looky likey game. I think that's all, uh, that's a bit of me. That is, I'd absolutely love doing that. Where Going do fancy a nice intense night at the bar with like Arteta or Guardiola. Oh, <laughs> just chew your ear off. Borway, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. Sean Deitch is the one. Where yeah. do you reckon Sean Deitch would take you? I, I think it's starting in a spoons in Burnley. Oh, definitely Weatherspoons. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. yeah. some pub somewhere. Yeah. A meal, I don't know, would end up with a kebab somewhere <laughs> late night. Kebab yeah. with Daichi. I reckon you might like a curry, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'll have a lamb donna, please, mate. Sorry, Sean. Halfway down the restaurant, watching people walk past, playing the looky-likey game. <laughs> Honestly, that's a bit of me, that is. Oh, I think that'll be close. Uh, Joe, are you in the same boat? I think Daichi's a great shout for a night out. Absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah. Why else? not? I'm there. Sign Anyone me up. Else? In terms of ones I've played with, probably Warnock. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Has he still got it? I think he'd like a, a wine. Okay. Would you see I him mean wine? drink wine, not, not <laughs> just to sit and moan at me. Give your feet a little rub <laughs> under the table. That could mean many things. <laughs> Do you reckon he's got any moves in the locker? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. have you seen them? Or? A bit stiff hips, probably, but yeah, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> Very stiff. Anyway, next one. Um, if you were to go clothes shopping, if someone said, tell you Ooh. what, Ambrose, you're lacking a bit, not liking your style. Well, it is, could it's happen. A, it might happen. Hypothetical. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it is all hypothetical. So, yeah, we're going to get you a new wardrobe. Who yeah. are you trusting to be your personal shopper? Any manager? That's a tough uh, one. I'd be surprised if you went Neil Warnock again on this yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was looking pretty Golf snazzy shorts. the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Golf shorts and a tracksuit um, top. What mean, about the, obvi- the obvious two in the Premier League are the two you just mentioned, Arteta and Guardiola. Yeah. I think they're the obvious two. I'm going to throw Mancini in there. Mancini's okay. a smart yeah. dresser. Yeah. Obviously, it's not, not in the Premier League, but he looks a smart dresser. Yeah, they look cool, didn't they? I think At the Euros, that, the whole Italy backroom staff yeah. had their tailored Arteta suit. is hard to admit being a Spurs supporter, but he, he dresses well. He does, doesn't he? Not not I mean, it depends what you're looking for. You're looking for a smart, well-dressed thing or you're looking for the sort of roadman image like Thomas Tuchel, you know, dragged backwards yeah, through yeah. the club yeah. shop. If you're a manager you... then, if you're used to a manager, are you suit or tracksuit? Or are you going smartly I'm, dressed? I'm, com- I'm combination. I agree. I grew up on Wenger, so I'm like yeah. red tie, suit, but instead of a suit jacket... A puffer jacket yeah. that goes down to the floor. I yeah. like that. I think I'm dressing for the occasion. I think some games deserve a suit yeah, and agree. others don't. I agree. If Who I'm playing Stoke away, I'm not turning up in a suit. Who, I think I think I'm smart casual. I think yeah. I'm the same as Arteta. Harson Hootel. I mean, he's got to be thrown in there. He's very... Uh, Distinct. He's somewhere between them. He's between yeah, Tuchel he's, and Arteta. He's out he? there. Let's put it that way. Some of what he wears. But yeah, Conte, you mentioned Conte. He's a, he's a good dresser. Yeah, I should have probably said Conte. I didn't. S- yeah. that Scott Parker's a bit outside the box, isn't he? Ooh. Yeah. He loves I mean, a cardigan. Yeah, I'm not spending four grand on a cardigan, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not me. I'll go somewhere else. 30 quid cardigan. Nice. Four, four grand on a cardigan? Yeah, that is bonkers. <sighs> Scott, if you're listening, you're... now you know our opinion on your four grand cardigans. I know. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> Next one is, if you had to share a house with a manager. Oh, wow. It's going to be intense any way you look at it, isn't Mick it? Mick McCarthy. Okay, that was quick. Yep, I'm <laughs> going to say that because... Low maintenance? No, he would do everything. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? He'd be up at three in the morning, like, cooking your breakfast, doing whatever you want, and then he'd iron all your clothes, <laughs> wash all your clothes, he'd do anything. Just a handy man. Well, when he was a manager, and I, I say him because I I obviously played under him, if I if I came in injured, I was injured a couple of times, you come in, you have to get there for about half eight, nine o'clock, people are going to be like, what? That's a, that's a, quite early. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway you. you have to get there early. He's been in the gym, he's halfway through his second 90-minute game, that he's watching on video. Blimey. And then you have all your treatment and that. Obviously, he goes out, takes the training, etc. The boys have a gym session. And then four o'clock about, say, is when the injured players have to, have to go home. He's in there starting his next 90-minute video. Oh, my word. So thorough. Yeah, so yeah. I think wow. he'd be someone that would just keep the house spotless as well. And Yeah. Yeah, I'm having Neil. <laughs> what do you Neil reckon, Warnock, Joe? Neil Warnock will be mine, dear. Well, I was, <laughs> having McCarthy. I was actually just thinking Neil Warnock would be a good shout. You've got a nice chiropodist on hand. You know, yeah, come over from a 
long day's work, long day at the office. I think, he, yeah, he'd be yeah, good entertainment. If you're, if you're a minute late, you see the documentary. You're in trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd have to watch out for the, cur- the, and in the terms of, curfew. And in terms of worse, I was thinking like someone like Sari. Oh, Sari. Oh, that'd just be smoking in every yeah, room. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Chewing cigarettes, by oh, the way. Just, just cigarette butts just, everywhere. Just eating cigars. Yeah. Venga used that's to smoke, outrageous. didn't he? Venga smoked when I had you, a player uh, once used to smoke. Really? I'm not going to name the name. Half the the club? I'd say a lot of players used to smoke, um, but not so obvious. Okay. And I used to share a room with him. Oh, really? Only a few times I shared a room with this player. And um, he used to hide it from me. <laughs> I used to go in the toilet <laughs> oh, his dad and he used to absolutely bit. stink of cigarettes. And I used to say... <laughs> I nearly named him then. I used to say... What is uh, you've been smoking in here? No, <laughs> no, and then one time they obviously didn't flush, so you could see the butts uh, in the toilet. So, oh, dear, yeah. So and f- and when I played in Greece, they used to have ashtrays in the tunnel before you walked out, so the players <laughs> would smoke, put incredible. it out, out they'd go. I mean, you never fancied it, doesn't surprise me, not really. No, no, <laughs> no. what about you, Hugo? What best manager housemate. to live with? Yeah, best housemate, that's a tough one. I think Ranieri, I reckon he'd make a, a lovely Italian dish. I think he'd make some lovely dinners. I think he's just a nice man, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. For context, Hugo's a Leicester fan, for anyone who didn't know that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't throw shots all over him either. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> when he comes out of his Italian dish. <laughs> okay, moving on, next one. If you could imagine any manager in a band... Lead singer. I'm glad you went that way. <laughs> in a band. Lead singer, headlining Glastonbury. Who do you reckon's got the minerals to pull that off? Well, other than Gareth Ainsworth, I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Well, I he think would be perfect. He's the main man. But we'll, we'll go, we'll talk Premier League, right? Okay. In the Premier League. I can um, see Thomas Frank, you know. Oh, that's a great shout. Yeah. Thomas Frank. That is a great shout. Bass guitar, I reckon. Klopp. Do you think Klopp's got that in him? More often than not, most Premier League managers would be able to do that. They'll they'll all be out there. They'll all be confident in themselves, in whether they can sing or not. We all have these initiations and stuff. We go for on another pod. Initiations. I want to know about that. We'll talk about that because I've seen good, bad, ugly, proper, decent ones, and that was just me, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, I think most of them could. But Thomas Frank, I think that's the best shout. That the idea of Brendan Rodgers doing that is making me cringe an unbelievable amount because I yeah. genuinely think he'd be he thinks he would be amazing I think proclaimers he'd be singing <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> probably try and rap who knows okay final one it's quite a big one what manager do you think would do the best in a boxing ring oh Graham Souness 100% yeah I mean he's not a manager at the, yet <laughs> yeah, yeah. anymore but oh, he can, he can from the managers that I've had yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the current manager now, but yeah, Graham Souness, for okay. sure. Okay, I'm, I'm going overseas a bit here, but I think Diego Simeone. Yeah, great shout. Oh, ouch. He would yeah. not give up. I reckon he's got a chin on him. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Allardyce, do you think he'd... Everyone says Big Sam's the one, but... I don't know how mobile he'd be. Bear rugby or something, wouldn't he? Like, yeah. yeah, squeeze exactly. What about, I reckon, Dirty Tricks, maybe Roy Hodgson? Roy Hodgson? <laughs> do you reckon? That's way outside I the box. I think he could be a little, a little bit... Okay. Vieira, yeah, he'd have unit. to reach the jab, absolute unit. Just sit behind his jab and just take who, people out. Who do you think would be the worst? I, I've got this a bit of a throwback. He used to manage Leicester, but Claude Puel, I reckon he'd get knocked over by a packet of crisps. He <laughs> was tiny, 
and the I'm little mouse. To, I'm trying to think of current managers that would be poor. A lot of them are. A lot of them look like they could handle themselves. No, they? I agree. But prem. you've got to be that character, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Even the nice guys, the Arteta, yeah, the got Brendan Rodgers, and that it's they true, have got. Yeah. We, we remember the famous Roy Hodgson. I know you mentioned the famous yeah. Roy Hodgson interview where yeah, he yeah. switched, and it was like, wow, you can see the manager in him there, and yeah. you can see that side of him. So, no, they're not having the worst. I think honest. Graham Potter's too nice. I don't. I I think he'd be the worst. I think he'd just grind you down, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's he just, true. He just take loads of hits. Just keep getting hit <laughs> yeah. until you're yeah. knackered. It's true. And He'll win it like 112, 111 on points. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a marginal. He'll win it on XG for yeah. sure. Have you got any, before we move on to sort of, you know, the, the serious stuff that we know about and just wondered if you've got any sort of stories you wanted to share that maybe you don't want to share the names, sort of an anonymous, Ooh. something fun, something I crazy. I could do, yeah. I've got, I'll do one, I'll do a couple about George Burley, as I can name him. Okay. And then I'll do an <laughs> anonymous one. We, um, we, we were playing Arsenal again, uh, uh, at Highbury. Um, it was, if we lost, we was getting relegated. Um, but so we had to win this game. So he called everyone into a meeting. First of all, we had to sit in pairs, and I hadn't played in the first team yet. I'd been on the bench. I'd not play, played. Um, I ended up making my debut this game, by the way. And we'd spoken about it, but we had to sit in pairs. And who were you paired up? I with? was paired up with Mark Venus. Okay, now, he's the assistant manager, I believe. Now at I can't remember. He's at Tony. Wherever Tony Mowbray is, he's there as well. Perfect. Um, Convenient on a so, manager's episode. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but he was <laughs> on Blackburn before. That's it. Oh, Sunderland. Sunderland. That's why I didn't remember. You know, Sunderland. Who needs to remember Sunderland? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had to sit in pairs, and he made us tell each other how good and what we were good at, and all our talents. Oh. And um, try and build up our confidence. Do you remember what he said to you? Well, I'm shitting myself basically. So <laughs> he's like, "Go on, then. You go first. And I was like, um, you, well, you've got a good left foot. You're, you're, you're funny. And, and that was about it. I just froze. Like, it was, I was, everyone, you see everyone proper waffling. Glowing. Thinking, How old are you at this point, though? I was 17. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you had, it was a minute. You had a minute. It was like. It's like speed dating. Well, it was like countdown. <laughs> yeah. Was seconds. But anyway, yeah, it was like speed dating. And then. You know what, George Burley come he come up with speed dating, didn't he? <laughs> he come up with speed dating, didn't he? But yeah, so we reversed, and I'm telling you, he must have said about a thousand things of me. It was just every, it was reeling off everything. What I was wearing at the time it was like training lovely clothes. eyebrows, like, yeah, my, my features, how good I was in the game, and yeah. some games I've played. I'm thinking, wow. He, he, He's revised. And you said he was funny. <laughs> I just said he's funny and got a good left foot. This was a real David Brent moment. Now, oh, no. we've, we've all heard of David Brent in the office. So um, he said, right, in comes chairman. David Sheepshanks come walking in and he's got discs for us all. So he's he's handed all these discs out. and Like CDs? Yeah, CDs at the time, yeah. And he was like, right, you need to play this in your car on the way out. You need to play this in the car on the way to the stadium tomorrow when... When we're obviously we're going to travel down to Highbury, I'll get it played on the bus in the changing room. It's like, okay, though, what is it then? So he's done the old David Brent moment where he's played it and just stood there looking at us all, and it was um, something inside so strong. That 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 song. <laughs> Who's that boy? Um, I haven't got that a clue. Is brilliant. And so the boys were were loving it. Like, ah, oh, there we go. That's bring back memories. That, <laughs> but. 
Did it work? Well, we started to like talk as well, and he was like, "No, shush." We had to listen to the whole song. That's a good tune as well. It's a great Some tune. Some of the boys had convertibles and they were had the convertible roof down, blasting it out on the way down to tra- out of training. And I remember Titus Bramble had I don't know, a BMW convertible. Something inside. Like coming out of the training ground. <laughs> yeah, we got relegated the, the next day. We got relegated. We lost 2-0 to Arsenal. So didn't quite work. Didn't but play in the change rooms after no. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it was it, one of those occasions that I was thinking... Not all managers and chairmen are going to be like this, surely. But yeah, <laughs> it, it worked for me, that relegation. We've spoken about that because I, I ended up getting in the team the following season. George Burley loved me, loved Darren Bent as well. We were the yeah. two, like, yeah. couldn't do any, anything wrong. We I remember tearing up, uh, making that go-kart track, tearing up the uh, the, the dome. Hundreds of, well, hundreds and thousands of pounds worth of damage. <laughs> and we just got away with it because he loved us. <laughs> oh, but there my was, God. There was one time... Um, he, 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 he called us up. He said, right, we've, you've got an appearance, club appearance. Get your tracksuits on. Me and Benty stayed in the same dig. So get your tracksuits on. I'm going to come and pick you up. It's like, okay, like, what is it? He said, oh, it's a club function. It's a barbecue. So okay. So uh, we've got our tracksuits on. And um, he's rocked up. Big BMW 7 Series or something. He's pulled up outside. This is the manager, by the way. Like, <laughs> George Burley, the manager, pulling up this to our dick. class. And, um, like, the, the people we live with, mad Ipswich fans. So they were like, oh, my God, George Burley's here. Like, and So we've got in the car, and I, I kid you not, George Burley driving, his wife in the passenger seat, <laughs> me behind him, his daughter, Lisa, her name was, in the middle, and Bentley the other side. <laughs> and me and Bentley are looking at each other. And we're like, what's going on? Where, where's this function? He said, oh, no, it's not a function. It's a family barbecue. <laughs> so, but a lot of them are Ipswich supporters. So I wanted to get used down. But if I told you this, you wouldn't have come. That's and nice. I was like, oh, my God. So we're in our tracksuits. Amazing. And me and me and Bentley, we was told we were telepathic. Like Everyone said, oh, they're telepathic. And at that moment, I felt we were telepathic because we was looking at each other going, this cannot get out. The lads cannot <laughs> find out about this. And they they never did, by the way. They never did. Did you have a nice time? Honestly, I don't really remember. I just remember that situation. It was just, it was the weirdest thing. I remember just trying to get home as quick as possible, saying we got to get home. I'm like. just thinking, imagine like, uh, for some reason you broke down or whatever and you had to get out the I car know. on the side of the road. People driving past would be can, thinking, can you imagine? what's you're playing, going you're on? You're playing for the first time. You sat there, you got the gaffer, his wife and his daughter sat in the middle of you and you're thinking, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, I'll, do a, I'll do a little anonymous one. It, talking of, an, like, it's anonymous. People may know. They may know who the yeah. manager is, who the player is, because it may have come out publicly, but I don't know, so I'm not going to name them. But I remember a manager took over a football club um, and the first meeting, he's came into the, the meeting room and he's called one of the star players out, literally called him out, said, right. Well, like asking for a fight. Yeah, because he was criticised. He got criticised <laughs> before he took over the club by this, by said player. And um, no way. He basically said, look, come on, you and me in the gym. <laughs> and it's probably out public. So people will probably know who I'm talking That's about. Un- how did that I won't one, name it How yet. did it finish? Uh, well, the player just sat sat there and basically said well, he's bought that on himself and he <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he uh the manager came back in and then introduced himself as the new manager and took the meeting so that was a that was a strange one but um yeah i've not had many of those before do you think that was like an intimidation tactic where he comes in he's like put his authority like this I is me know. i don't know or do you P- genuinely potentially, think you wanted to I, fight I this gen- well if the player had got up and gone to the gym i've no doubt it would have proper kicked off yeah 
So wow. there was intention there, absolutely. There was. What's the atmosphere like then? Yeah, how frosty. did that make you feel as a <laughs> team, like players? What are you thinking? Well, I'm shitting like... myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'm thinking. I hope you don't do that to me. Well, but... maybe it worked. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, I've ne- never had that before. To be mm. honest, and again, that's unbelievable. We're going to carry on talking a bit more about some uh, some manager stories. Yeah. And Hugo, Go I on. understand you've got a little story about a manager. Yeah, like it's just a silly one, but basically, <laughs> um, I used to work in a shop when I was younger. What shop? A shop. <laughs> what did they sell? Food. <laughs> Food. <laughs> Presents. Uh, I was a key worker actually back in the day, oh, so wow. uh, yeah, put some nice. respect on Sorry. the name. Sorry. So yeah, I was working in a shop, and this was this is just a funny story uh, about a manager. Basically, we I can't remember we. we We'd basically finished work and we'd gone for a few drinks. We were having a catch-up. We got on well. So we went to the pub and we're having a catch-up. And you know how these things sometimes happen. One drink turned into 46. (laughs) 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 And next thing you know, it's it's 4 a.m. And my manager has got work at 8 a.m. No way. He's got to open the shop. Um, And he lives like an hour away. So he's thinking, an hour to get back, an hour to get in. I'm going to sleep for 45 minutes. I may as well just go to the shop and wait. <laughs> so it's the middle of winter. And in this shop, it's, a, it's an old building and it's freezing cold. We got into the shop and I'm like, mate, you can't sleep here. There's no way. And he's just adamant. He's like, I have to. I have to. So what I did, I got a big rolls of bubble wrap. I've wrapped him in bubble wrap. We had aprons that we had to wear in the shop. So I've just taken all the aprons <laughs> <laughs> off the side. I've covered him in aprons. And then I've put bubble wrap inside a bag, a paper bag, and that was his pillow. I've done that. He's like, oh, amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to get some sleep. Then he tells me I've got no charge on my phone. So I don't know how I'm going to wake up to open the shop. (laughs) So I've said, this is friend of the year, by the way. I've gone, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to set an alarm on my phone and I'm going to ring you at 20 past seven on the shop phone to wake you up. To wake you up. You must have got employee of the month. I don't know if I even did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so I've gone home, I've set an alarm, I've woken up absolutely hanging out Mm. my ass and I've rang the shop and he just goes, I won't say the name of the shop, (laughs) but he said the name of the shop. I'm going to blur it out actually because it's funny, but he goes, Brighton, how can I help? <laughs> and he he said, "Mate, I've not slept. <laughs> it's freezing cold. I've been." How did he get out of the bubble wrap? He's <laughs> probably still in it. But he's like, he was like, "Mate, there was a delivery at half seven <laughs> And bear in mind, this delivery's knocked on the door of this shop, uh, and he's just come down half asleep that's and let it in. But yeah, oh it was that. very Love funny. That. That's brilliant. Joe? Any 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 little stories? I've got. I don't know if it's going to live up to that, but I just it, when we were thinking about managers, I did think back to uh, I used to work at a gadget shop um, in when I was at uni, and I got this. It was coming up to Christmas, and mm. I got this uh, little job, you know, in the gadget shop, and it was just you know they were like, we'll pay you fifty quid a day or whatever it was. Mm. It was like pretty rubbish pay, um, but it was fun, and it was on the high street. Plenty of like my mates passing by and stuff like that. Anyway. We do the lead up to Christmas yeah. and uh, Christmas Eve. And we say, good night, Christmas Eve. See you on Boxing Day. You know, we're going to do a big sale on Boxing Day. Um, turned up on Boxing Day and uh, the whole shop was completely empty. 
what? Everyone was gone. There was no sign that a shop was ever there. It was mad. It was just like blank canvas. So they had spent Christmas Day, the managers, <laughs> and they'd upped and left. No one got paid. Well, you didn't get paid at all? <laughs> no, no one got paid for that, like, last week before That's Christmas. Outrageous. That's terrible. Criminal, yeah. So you're still owed? Yeah, but I'm not going to chase after him. He's a scary guy. That, honestly, it was more that, of a soonest than a award. <laughs> you wouldn't get that yeah. in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> what, dodgy managers. Sorry, we're not playing anymore. The <laughs> club comes to the stadium. There's nothing there anymore. No seats. Nothing. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bonkers. Ambrose, would you would you ever consider management? I've considered manager management a few times. I haven't got the right qualifications. Which one? It it, it takes a long time. Um, if you do it correctly. Now, I was never, it, I'll go back to my driving test. I was never one to go on a crash course. I wanted to do it properly, learn how to drive properly. And I always felt if I want to be a manager or coach, that's the way I'd go about it. You, There's no point going on a two-week course in Ireland, which a lot of the managers do. Um, I wanted to learn the fundamentals from, from the beginning. So I'd done my level two. Um, and then I was halfway through my B license when it was just too long. Um, I ended up opening this barber shop that uh, both of them that I haven't got anymore. So I stopped doing the B license. And if I if I started now to do the B, the A, and the Pro, I think which allows you to manage at the highest level. I yeah. think the A license allows you to coach at the highest level. I think B license is not really worth a lot anymore. It used to be you could coach under twenty one side. Yeah. Mate. That might still be the case, but it would take about five years and probably six seven eight grand as well wow, yeah. and that's discounted being a pfa member that's discounted it's a lot right? of lego that exactly yeah <laughs> so i just feel unless unless someone called me up say ipswich phoned me up for instance kieran yeah. mckenna's leaving in the, in the next week we'd love you to be the manager or the coach it gives you some if you had if you have if you get your badges soon, yeah. then I'd go on a crash course. Yeah. Because you know you've got a job coming at yeah. the end of it. Does that ha- happen quite often? If there's someone that's like maybe like a bit of a club legend and they trust them, they know the club, does that happen where they ring them up and go, do you fancy it sort of thing? Despite I've, the not, fact that- I've not known it personally to happen, but I do think it definitely does happen. Yeah. It would definitely say, have you got your badges for, yeah. it, for first and foremost? Um, a lot of it happens in terms of come and be a coach. Uh, like I know okay. Dougie Friedman came and was a coach at Ipswich uh, when they got George Burley as the manager. So I don't know certainly certainty, but I'm sure it was if and when George Burley ends up going, you're going to be the man to come in. Yeah. So come start off as a coach and then eventually you're going to be the manager. And that's what happened. Obviously, he ended up being the manager. But unless you have a job, it's so difficult. There's so many people out there. Unless you've got a job waiting for you, it's not really worth time and effort. And uh, it's sad, really, because I feel a lot of people would feel the same. And that's why, you, particularly English coaches, you not you don't get many of them. Mm. You don't get many upcoming English coaches. You've got Graham Potter, you've got Eddie yeah. Howe, people like that. Yeah. But these guys done their, their badges throughout their career. And that's the biggest regret I've got of my career, yeah. that I didn't do that. I was always advised. And I was... I'll do it next time the guy's in. I'll do it next time. Oh, okay. And I, I never did it. I always wanted to get home and so do is something it, else. So is it never say never for you? Or is it is it maybe one day? Maybe or? one day. Um, I'm enjoying what I do now. I enjoy the media side of things. Um, uh, it's, it's it's such a good job to have. Um, just sitting around with your mates, talking about sport and football, watching every game possible. So I enjoy that. But if if it came to an end, if something happened, which I hope it never does, 
then yeah, I, I'd probably look to go down that route. I have coached. I coached at Ipswich. Um, only the youngsters, and it's tough. But I again, I felt learn your trade by starting young and go all the way up because if you can teach nine, ten, eleven, all the way up to sixteen-year-olds, you can handle the seniors for sure. And that's mm. what I always felt. So I've done that and enjoyed it, but. You know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing at the mo- at the moment. So yeah, never say never. This doesn't have to necessarily be from like a negative angle, but are there any players that have become managers, and when they've become managers, you've sort of thought, "Oh, that's a surprise, actually." Didn't really expect that. Or the other way around, are there players that you thought would be a hundred percent in management now after they retired? You're like, that's what they're destined to do. Um, Sean Derry was always one that when I was at Ipswich, he was the captain. I always felt he'd be a manager. Um, I, I could probably put Alan Shearer in that bracket as well. He he did manage, of yeah, course. He's dabble, now yeah. got a great job in the media. So He potentially was one of those ones that maybe got a call, right, from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah that's true, absolutely. Actually, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely, about because I, I always felt he was kind of the second manager. Yeah. Even with Sir Bobby there, <laughs> with um, Graham Souness, he was the second manager. Yeah. He'd always have his say in the dressing room. For me, as a young player, he was never a friend of mine. Oh, okay. no, I regret that now. I wish I wish we were mates, you know, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. just because it's Alan Shearer, but I, I wish I handled that situation differently. But he was more senior. He was like the manager, but beneath the actual manager. Like so a chain was of command. So was he kind of on like a pedestal above the rest of the squad? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And some, that like, with Graham Souness, a lot of the time, he'd allow Alan to, to do his little team talk first. And oh, then wow. he'd come in. So would Sir Bobby oh, okay. Robson, actually. He, yeah, yeah. Because everyone respected Shearer and everyone wanted to hear what he had to say and maybe he wanted to be a manager and that's why he done it and then didn't kind of get that that route mm. um a surprising one lee boya i'd say is a surprise for me okay not that he he was he wasn't so much captain material when he was a player you right. know he was a great guy great character we've seen the antics that he's got up to which is not the greatest side of football but yeah. He was never, for me, someone that I looked and felt he'd always have his say in the dressing room because yeah. he didn't. So to see him step up and be a manager, it is surprising. And, you know, you can talk about any career, really, like media. There'll be there'll be certain people from my Newcastle days that would think, well, I'd never thought Darren would get in the media <laughs> because yeah. I was quite shy and withdrawn yeah, yeah. when I was at Newcastle. So People change as well. Exactly. It's a long time, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. And I stopped playing with Lee Bowyer what, when, when I was 20... One twenty two, yeah. twenty one. So yeah. it was a long time for sure. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen years for him to to develop. Craig Bellamy is another one that will be a manager. Okay, he's obviously dabbling in coaching. He's not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's got a manager's job just yet. But he definitely will. Yeah. And okay, he was a tough character to play with. Very professional. He'll be a great manager. I'm going to throw that out there now. He will be a really good manager. There you go. You heard it here first. Craig Bellamy, manager. One to watch. Okay, so we're, we're going to try and share one more sort of story, if you're up for that. And then Hugo's got a little quiz for us, as always. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's just there, you don't want. Hopefully, Joe can do it on his own. Hopefully, no, we won't it's like I'm not here anyway. <laughs> yes, <these quizzes>. true. <laughs> I, wasn't, I mean, it was close last time, wasn't it? Um, I can't, I I can't right. remember. Yeah, I think it, it doesn't was. matter. It's just for the fun. Yeah, tell that to a pro footballer. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going home and tallying it. <laughs> yeah. So, in terms of managers we took we talked a bit about George Burley we talked a little bit about Bobby Robson yeah um we talked a little bit about Neil Warnock is there anyone else you wanted to kind of talk about who's had a big influence on your career or or someone that you found 
particularly entertaining or, or motivational or, or just great manager, scary, whatever, anything that oh, comes to mind. Well, we've spoken about Graham Souness a little bit, so we can speak about him because I think it's a different kind of relationship that I had with him in terms of a football relationship. When when he first arrived, I was injured. I was uh, I'd done my medial ligament. Against... He didn't do that, did he? <laughs> no, 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 he tried. But Saw no, you in the didn't. car park on his way in. <laughs> and that that there is never a good sign. When when a new manager comes in, you're already injured. Especially yeah. someone like Graham Sunez that was a manager that liked liked a tough tackling player, for instance, and someone that was tough and robust and brought in Nicky Barton, Lee Bowyer straight away, and people like that. And you know he. He's a great manager and a real good guy. He works at Talksport now, um, so I've got I've not got bad word to say about him. But we just I just didn't feel like I was his kind of player. Okay. Um, I think he 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 felt I was a bit of a luxury player and I didn't really produce for him. Didn't play me a lot. I mean, I scored a goal against Bolton once. Um, I think we went one 0 down. And I scored. It was a world. It was the best guy I scored for Newcastle and. You know, he subbed me like a few minutes later, and it was like, oh, like it was full of confidence. <laughs> he subbed me, peg. and then like for two or three games after, I weren't even on the bench. Mm. Thinking like, what, what have I do? What have I done wrong? I scored from thirty <laughs> on the top ball now, and now I'm not even in the squad. And so it was kind of like, I don't know if that was it was trying to keep me down to it. I don't know. Yeah, then, well, maybe he doesn't want to be overshadowed by you. No, as it a manager. De- <laughs> no, it was definitely not that. No, <laughs> I, I, you know, he was a legend of the game. Legend at Liverpool, done well in every management he, he he had and you know he, he first play brought in was Patrick Cliver as well so he was well you, respected yeah, and fair enough yeah I just don't um, I look back at it now and think I don't think I was a big enough name for him as a manager to be in the team and it's probably nothing to do with that he probably just didn't feel I was good enough to play at the time um, and that happens with managers and at the time I held a bit of a grudge at the time I was gutted and I agreed to join Cholton um, and then we, you know I, we had like, Lebo uh, Dyer sent off and I ended up getting that run of games scoring some goals and he, he called me in and said he wants me to stay seen a side that he didn't know was there and he, he'd like me to stay so I think I had it with Lee Clark as well at Birmingham sometimes that that was hostile to say the least with, with <laughs> Lee Clark but look I never hold a grudge with anyone if yeah. I see Lee Clark now I'd shake his hand say hello but sometimes in a in a footballing terms, you just don't see seem like you get you get on. It's Me and Lee Clark never got on almost, in terms it? of footballing. Um, we had a couple of rows in in a meeting, and then I never played for him, and he made me train with the kids, and that weren't nice. We can talk about that on other pods, but um, yeah, Grahamson. It's just sometimes, and we see it all the time. New managers come in, and they're not having you, and <sighs> you have to kind of accept that as as a player. And I always feel I said it in one of the last pods if. So Bobby Robson was at Newcastle. I would have played for England. I would have yeah. made that step up to the national team. Graham soon has come in and I ended up going the other way. So sometimes you just have to accept that. And if I was more experienced at the time, um, I would have accepted that. I'd have tried harder on the training pitch. I'd have you know, done what I had to do, changed the way I played a little bit to impress him. But at the time, a little bit cocky, although I was I was withdrawn, a little bit cocky about my own ability and thinking I'm not changing for no one. This is me. Like if they don't like me, so be it. And the manager always wins at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting because from from our side, you know, um or from sort of the average kind of listener's side, we hear these little stories about so and so's training with the under twenty ones, so and so's in the resis, he doesn't want him, he's not having him in the squad and all this stuff. And it just seems so like harsh and cutthroat. Yeah. How does it you know, how does it feel like 
from your point of view in that situation? Does it feel like that, or is it just part of the game, or you know, at, do you expect time, it? it? It was a it was a weird situation with with Lee Clark. I come in as his kind of marquee signing from Crystal Palace that. You know, they're just finishing the playoffs. He was new to management at Birmingham. So he brought in me, Hayden Mullins, Pete Lovenkrans. And, you know, I was the kind of marquee sign. And I felt I'd done well first 10 games. I scored a couple and assisted about six goals. So I was feeling like I was doing okay. I had a shite game once against <laughs> Barnsley. I think I've told, spoke about this. We lost 5-0 on telly and I was poor. And, yeah, we had a little bit of a row in, in, in a meeting that, you know, he didn't seem to like. And... With like personally, we we were okay. I could go mm. and see him in 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 person, like privately, and say like, "What do I need to do?" And he's like, "Look, I like you as a player, but you know, there were certain things happen. I don't know. I don't even know if he'd remember these things. But my agent calls me at one in the morning, like, and I answer the phone. He's like, well, "What what you done to Lee Clark?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I've just had him on the phone saying he's not helping you out anymore." <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, well, like. I've not played for six months. If, if that's him helping me out, I don't know what what <laughs> what he thinks isn't. But there were certain situations like that that my agent was kind of the middle guy. Like yeah. he was getting fed information from Lee Clark and oh, his side, okay. and from me and it's a my communication side. But, thing, right? Yeah, but together we were okay. There was a situation where he called me in, and I, I asked again what I need to do. I just he brought me in out the blue three months not played a single minute and played against Burnley and Kieran Trippier was the right back and it's my first game for ages and he was bombing up and down he dragged (laughs) me after like 50 minutes which I felt was harsh again didn't play again asked him why and he said look you're such a good character like we love having you around the place I'd never be one of these managers to let you train with the kids and like a week later I'll rock up and the under 23 manager's standing by the door and says you're with me today and I was like what? Jesus! Like, do, do, it was. A, how does that was a, feel at yeah. that time, though? Like, does that feel like there's no way back after that? I, I felt I was retiring after yeah. Birmingham. I thought this is me done. I've I've gone from having the best three years of my career at Palace, trying to make that step up to Birmingham, who just got to the playoff final, thinking this is my route back to the Premier League. We need a promotion. We had yeah. a great team, and then yeah, two years I played. I think eleven games. And I just felt this is this is me done. Like, Killer. yeah. No one wants a player like that. I went up to Blackpool, played a game at Blackpool on trial, and you know it was kind of like, oh, I'm done. And it was only, luckily, I got out to Greece, done well. Mick McCarthy said, look, come train with Ipswich. I ended up signing a year at Ipswich. I ended up having another few years in the game. But the decision to go to Birmingham was nothing to do with Lee Clark and me. It was just fractious. It was it was kind of like we didn't get on. Um, in football in terms and that was the downfall of my career that was the beginning of the end to be honest it's funny isn't it so much of it as like from your perspective from a sort of more human perspective so much of it is down to a lot of other people mm. as to what happens to you and your yeah. career oh, I knew immediately though I yeah. knew immediately the first day first day in at Birmingham um, it's crazy I, I spoke to my missus I phoned her up in the car on the way home and said I've, I've made a huge mistake like I should have stayed at Palace and it's not that I was sold a dream and because uh, you hear that from me they sold me a dream I made the decision you know I spoke to Lee Clark for an hour hour and a half made the decision yeah this is the place for me this is the manager for me within a day I felt I'd made the wrong call maybe that was part of it he may have seen that side in my attitude in my demeanour as well that he might have felt no he doesn't want to be here and play for me so you know, there's certain things I could have done differently and there's definitely, I believe, whether he does or not, there's certain things he could have done differently. But yeah, it affected me on a mental side as well, you know, going home knowing I'm never going to play in the team. 
um, being offered out to Oxford United and teams like that when I was just almost back to the Premier League. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, it, it meant, for the mental side of things that we'll discuss in future pods, it, it, it was awful, to be honest. Yeah, that must have been a, a pretty um, tough mm. time. Okay, on that note... <laughs> You Let's ready? do the quiz. <laughs> okay, it's reached that point in the pod. It's time for Hugo's fantastical quiz. Fantastical? Yeah, it's a I'll new word. That. Yeah. Is that okay. a word of the day? Let me, get, let me get Google up. Hang on. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. I'll, I'll explain the quiz. Or? We'll have to make one up. Yeah, well, we I'll, do. I'll, well, should, we, should we count it in? I'll count it in. One, two, three, four. And then we'll all go, it's Hugo's quiz. Like okay. that. And then we'll have okay. a jingle, yeah? Okay. One, two, three, four. It's Hugo's quiz. Here we go. So as you know, every week <laughs> there's a topic to the quiz. Every every pod. Yep. Um, so this week we're going to have players who are now managers. Bring it on. So as usual, I'm going to give you some clues. And first one to shout so out so confident. Name. Because it, it, it works. me. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm getting in your head. False confidence. Right, first one. That could be almost any manager. Well, yeah. It's almost. basically not Sarri. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might say to you... And not Andre Villas-Boas. <laughs> okay, okay. Graham Potter All right. wasn't a player. Smart asses. <laughs> this is going to be... Wenger only played amateur. They're more Sorry, infamous you. for their okay. playing career. Right, got you. At the moment. So, first one. Made his debut for Cannes. Hang on, put your put your put no, the Google just, away. That's just my Look, career. I just saw you just... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to. That's just my career. Oh, it's... oh yeah, fair enough. Okay, because I forgot who I played for. <laughs> if you guess and get it wrong, are you out? Yes. Or are you allowed one guess per clue? Nope. Okay. We've so done this many guess times. Guess and you're out. Guess okay. and you're out. Okay, yeah. right. Made his debut for Cannes in France in 1993. Oh, I think I know it. Moved to. AC Milan, where he played twice before moving to the Premier League, was part of the Arsenal Invincible. Correct. I was gonna, I was gonna say it after the first run. I should have got that one, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. One nil. AC Milan. AC Milan. Two, Two games. games. AC Milan. And then he went to Inter, didn't he? After Arsenal. He did, yeah. yeah. And, and Juventus. He, all the big boys. He in loved Italy. it in Italy. He did clearly. Next one. Made his professional debut. For Barcelona B in 1999. Wow. That is a professional debut. Yeah. 1999. Pep Guardiola. You're out. <sighs> what a shot in the dark that was. I know. All right, Joe, you may as well put your feet up and wait for all the coups. <laughs> the coups? <laughs> <laughs> played as a Bring midfielder. <laughs> played as a midfielder during his career. Um, first came to these shores when he signed for Rangers. In 2002. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Incorrect. You're oh, back in. Darren Ambrose, you're back in. We're back in. You're back in. Yeah, you're in as well, though. Oh, I'm in as we well. Okay, I know somebody. it is. Joined Everton on loan. Oh, do you? In 2005. Mikel Arteta. Correct. Yes. It's one all. I thought Joe was out. Oh, that's two, that's two <laughs> Arsenal ones. <laughs> that's two <laughs> Arsenal ones, by the way. Two Arsenal ones. He's up to his old tricks. Yeah, he's biased. Yeah. You've got one of the Arsenal ones. So. Who's going to be next? It's Palace, though. That's why I got it. It's going to yeah. be true. It's not Henri. Um, oh, I was going to guess that. I ain't had the clues yet. <laughs> Started his career in 1990 for Klausenagen. Oh. 
where he played 109 times. Klausenagen. By the way, listen to this. 109 times, scoring 115 goals. That's incredible. He then moved to Mould. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Correct. <laughs> Tell you what, there the has atmosphere. to be a statue of him at Klausenhagen. Where even is that? I'm about to tell you. Norway? Yeah. But it would I'm make sense. Norway, yeah. <laughs> it's in the Norwegian fifth division. Um, oh, well, I mean, I would have got that. Farmers League. Yeah. Yeah, you just. Sorry, I didn't molder. give you a chance. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, mould. I, I, I don't know mould. It's close <laughs> enough. Come on. If you'd have said molder, I would have got it. Oh, really? That's cheating. Brilliant. What's the score? 2 1. 2 1. Moving on. Born in Romford. In 1978. <laughs> I think I know. Do you know? I think I've got I know. an idea, but I, go I don't for think it. He's managed. Frank Lampard. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said Rumford, all, no, all I could think of was Ray Parler. I was <laughs> like, he hasn't managed that? the well, Rumford Pele. Well played. That's 2 2 with two to go. He's done it again, hasn't he? He's done it again. This is going to be a draw, is it? I, I, I'm going to try the same thing. Born in Lambeth. In 1980, oh, done. 42 years old. Started his career at Cholton Athletic, where he played 128 times between 1997 and 2004. Oh, Scott Parker. Correct. Oh, my God. I of think course. this is too easy. Of course. It's 3 2 to Ambrose with one to can go. You have I'll, one, take, I'll can take a draw. Have, can you have one of your blanks now? Please, I'd have taken a draw a before it started. <laughs> right. I'm going to make this one a bit more difficult. I'm like Conte. <laughs> <laughs> right. This man started his youth career at Southampton. I don't know. Is it down? He then went to Crystal Palace, where he made his professional debut in 1988. Oh, wow. He played 152 times for Crystal Palace, scoring 15 goals before he moved to Aston Villa in 2005. Who is it? Where he stayed for six years until 2001. I will give you another clue here. Is that all you got? This kind of goes back against my previous statement where I said they're more famous for their playing career. Okay. I would suggest this person is now more famous for their managerial career. He moved from Villa to Middlesbrough in 2001, where he played 100... Gareth Southgate. Correct. Oh, oh there he is. It's 3-3. Three, three. That's outrageous. I'm going to do one more. Oh, okay. we haven't a decider. We're going to have yeah, to do a decider. Okay. We didn't. We, we haven't decided what it's for. Have we got... Uh, is this... Um, laptop? <laughs> <laughs> Lego. Pint. Lego. Yeah, Lego. I'll get yeah, you a, a Lego. Lego. Yeah. Lego. Yeah. The loser gets the winner a Lego yeah, okay. model. Yeah, okay. okay. Hogwarts Express, please. Oh, no chance. <laughs> yeah, you got a five hundred pound budget. <laughs> born in nineteen eighty five. Great year to be born. Yep. Middle name Mark. Five foot nine. This sounds middle mysteriously name. like you're reading a Wikipedia biography. <laughs> oh, I just went into so much detail. A middle name Mark. <laughs> oh help. yeah. I know all football managers' middle names. I'm trying to make it intense. It's a. It's the decider. Oh yes, very intense. Played four times for England under 15, scoring twice. Played 12 times for England under 17, scoring seven times. 
<laughs> Whatever I say next is going to give it away. Born in Liverpool. Wayne Rooney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the? I was even going to say, made his debut for Everton, age 17. I was, I was waiting oh. for it. Born in Liverpool or played 120 I, I times I knew it, but I just needed that one more clue. Right, I you a Lego model. Yes. There we have it. Not a bad effort with Darren Ambrose. Episode three complete. Join us next time when we'll talk about a day in the life of a pro footballer. It's going to be an absolute banger. Trust me, you do not want to miss it.